Shalom to all. Today's office of Mustafa Mem, we are starting Lamites on base on the bottom line, the seventh to last word on the line. And today's office sponsored Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sar, Basab Yaakov, Maisha, her Nisham should have an aliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Rebechmil, Mordechai, Ben Rebchaim, his Nisham should have an aliyah. Now, yesterday we quoted a Brice about Yibum with two different explanations. Rabbi Yisak Baravdimi understood it to be teaching that the mitzvah of Yibum has to be done completely Lishma. If he has any ulterior motive for doing Yibum, it's Usr. And that was the sheet of Abishal. Rav understood the Brice simply to be saying that he has a mitzvah to marry the Yavama as opposed to it being optional. The preferred mitzvah is Yibum, and that's the sheet of the Rabbanon. The Gemara now looks at the beginning of the Brisa, which talks about a carbon mincha, and tries to prove that it's like Shitas Rabbanon and not Abishal. The Gemara says, Amoresha, let's look at the beginning of the Brisa, which talks about a carbon mincha. The Pasuk says, Matzah's Teyacha Makam Kadesh, you should eat the carbon mincha as Matzah's in a holy place. We know that a carbon mincha is not allowed to be baked as chametz, it has to be baked as Matzah. What do we learn from here, says the Brisa? Mitzvah, that it's a mitzvah to eat the carbon mincha. Mem Alpha on the top, the Brisa continues, Originally, all the ingredients in this mincha were permitted to him. He was allowed to do with them whatever he wanted. But then, Nasser, they became Asr once they became Kadesh as a carbon mincha. The Chazar Hotra, then they became Mutratim once again, once the Kamitsa was brought to the carbon mincha. You might think that they go back to the original Heter, Tamil Lemur. That's why the Pasuk says, Kadesh, Mitzvah, that it's a Mitzvah and it doesn't go back to its original Heter. So, Bishlam Rava, we understand that according to Rava, the Amar Haman Rabbanon, he, he says that this Bryce is according to Rabbanon. This is what the Bryce is saying. Mitzvah. It's a Mitzvah to eat this carbon mincha. Originally, all these ingredients were permitted to him. And what does that mean that they were permitted to him? If he wanted to, he was allowed to eat them. If he wanted to, he didn't have to eat them. Nestra, but then they became Usr once they became a carbon mencha. Then they became Mutter to him once again after the Kamitsa was taken. So you might think that they go back to the original Heter, that if he wants, he could eat it. If he wants, he doesn't have to eat it. The Gemara just pauses and asks, How can you suggest that if he wants, he doesn't have to eat it? The Pasuk says, Malamed, this teaches us that the Kaihanim should eat the carbon mincha and then the Bailam receive their kapara through that. So you can't suggest that the Kaihanim have the option of not eating the carbon mincha. So we just tweak the brass a little bit and we say, You're right. You might have thought that if he, the Kayan that brought this carbon mincha, wants to eat it, he could eat it. Or a different Kayan, the one who didn't bring this carbon mincha, he's allowed to eat it. That's why the Pasuk saying, It's a mitzvah for the Kayan that brought the carbon mincha for him to eat it and not for a different kind to eat it. So both the Reisha and the Seifa, the Brisa, are consistent with Shittas Rabbanon. We could explain both the Reisha and the Seifa the exact same way. El Rav Yitzchak Baravdimi, the Amr Abishalhi, but Rav Yitzchak Baravdimi, that said this Brisa is Abishal, Hacha Maitre Gavneyeka. Over here, what are the two different options of how we're able to eat the carbon mincha? Rav Yitzchak Baravdimi had explained the Seifa, the Brisa, which was discussing Yibum, as having two options. Meaning, before this woman was married to the Yavam's brother, the Yavam could have married her with whatever intention he had in mind. Now that she's a Zivama, he's not allowed to have in mind to marry her for either beauty or for some other reason, it has to be only for the mitzvah of Yibam. But how do we explain the ratio with the same logic? Before the ingredients became Kaddish as a mincha, he could have eaten them however he wanted to, and now they have to be eaten like, fill in the blank, there is no fill in the blank. There is no two options of how he could technically be eating the carbon mincha that the Pasuk saying, don't eat it like that, but eat it like this. If you want to suggest that the two options technically would be, that if he wants, he could eat it, meaning when he's hungry, he could eat it, or he could even eat it as a chilagasa, a gluttonous eating. Achilagasa is that when you're ready, full, and you're stuffed, and you can't fit any more food inside yourself, you still continue eating. So you might think that before these ingredients became a carbon mincha, he had the option of eating it like that, and the Pasuk's telling you that no, he has to now eat it l'tayavin because now it's officially a carbon mincha. How can you suggest that achilagasa mishma achila? Is achilagasa called an achila? Vamar Yishlakish, Yishlakish says, If a person eats achilagasa on Yom Kippur, he's potter from Lysuuna. He's not chai for eating on Yom Kippur because it's not considered like he's eating anything. The Gemara continues suggesting, 
matzah chametz eichlah? Do you want to suggest that before it became a carbon mincha, he was able to eat it either as matzah or as chametz? And now that it's a carbon mincha, he has to eat it as matzah. That can't be either. Muxay, but we already have a pasuk regarding a mincha that tells us that loisei afei chametz chalkam. V'amr shlokish and shlokish says v'afilu chalkam loisei afei chametz. That the chiluk that the kahanim are going to be eating of a carbon mincha is not allowed to be chametz. So we don't need this pasuk of matzah teachal makam kadosh to be telling us that it has to be matzah. We already know that from a different pasuk. So we have a final suggestion of how the brayso could be like Rav Yitzchak Bar Avdimi. Ella rata matzah eichla rata chalot eichla. You might have thought that he could eat it as matzah or as chalot. Kamash Milan that he has to eat it as matzah and not as chalot. What is chalot? That's when you pour boiling water over the carbon mincha before it's baked and then you bake it afterwards. And what the pasuk's telling us is that once it becomes a carbon mincha, you have to eat it as matzah, not as chalot. The Gemara asks, "Hi chalot hechidami, what is chalot? I matzahi if chalot is still matzah, hamatzahi. So it's matzah, and we already know it has to be eaten as matzah. And vilay matzahi, if you want to say that it's not matzah, it's chametz. Well, matzah is hamrachmano. The Torah says that a carbon mincha has to be matzah and it's not allowed to be chametz. So the Gemara says, "Loy lo elamim lechal matzahi." Really, chalot is matzah. Well, lachatana beikron. The reason why the pasuk tells us that matzah teachal makam kadosh is laakev, telling us that you have to eat it specifically as regular matzahs and not as chalot. Even though chalot is matzah, it's a special type of matzah that you pour boiling water over it before you bake it. Over here, the pasuk's telling you that you have to eat it as regular matzah, not as chalot type of matzah. So what's the point in saying that chalot is matzah? If a mincha has to be eaten as regular matzah and not as chalot matzah, so what's the point in saying chalot is matzah? The Gemara answers, Lomar, to tell you, that a person's going to be yotzeh by eating chalot on Pesach. Even though he poured boiling water over it first, since he went and baked it in an oven afterwards, it's called and a person could be yotzeh of eating matzah on Pesach with chalot. And the Mishnah says, if a person did chalitza to his yivama, he's just like one of the brothers for nachla, meaning when they inherit their deceased brother, all of them split it equally. However, if their father is still alive, so then the deceased brother's nachasim go to the father. But one that marries the yivama, he takes the entire inheritance of his deceased brother. Rabbi Hudaimir, Rabbi Huda says, it doesn't make a difference if it's chalitza or yibam, if the father's alive, then chasim go to the father. The Gemara asks on the first statement in the Mishnah, Pshita, isn't it obvious? Of course, if he did chalitza, he's just like one of the brothers. So the Gemara answers, I would have thought that chalitza makam yibam kaima, chalitza is in place of yibam, and he should take the entire inheritance of his brother. He didn't do yibam, he did chalitza, so he still gets to take all the nechasim of his brother. Kamash the chenish is, he's just like one of the other brothers, and he has to split it equally with them. The Gemara asks, if so, that's what the Mishnah said, or should have said he's only like one of the brothers. If our Havamina was that he's better than one of the brothers and he gets to take the entire Yerusha, so the Mishnah should have said, he's only like one of the brothers. So the Gemara says, you're right, the Havamina is different. I would have thought, since he caused her to lose out on Yibam by doing Chalitza to her, looking to say, we should knas him, we should penalize him to say that he doesn't get any of the Yerusha, and the Chirash is that he's just like a regular brother and he does get to equally split the Yerusha with the other brothers. And we had said in the Mishnah, that the father's alive, so he takes the entire Yerusha, because we have a statement, that a father comes before any of his descendants. So if a brother dies, his siblings don't get his Yerusha, his father gets his Yerusha if his father's alive. And the Mishnah said, if he marries her, so then he gets to take his brother's entire Yerusha. My time, why is that? The Pasuk tells us, he should be there in place of his brother. And now he's in place of his brother, so he also gets the Yerusha. Now Rabbi Huda said that if there's a father alive, even if the brother did Yibam, the father gets to take the Yerusha. And Amr Ula, Halacha Krabi Huda, the Halacha is like Krabi Huda. Vichenam Rav Yitzchak Nafcha, Halacha Krabi Huda, the Halacha is like Krabi Huda. And Vamr Ula Vitem Rav Yitzchak Nafcha, my time to Rabi Huda, what's Rabi Huda's Faro? Because the Pasuk says, Bahai Habachar Shertelid. And this Pasuk was said about the Yavam. Kibachar, in some way, the Yavam is like the Bachar. Ma Bachar, Ela Bachayav, just like a Bachar doesn't take any of his father's Yerusha when his father's still 
alive. So to this Yavam, he doesn't get to take the Yerusha of his brother if his father is still alive. So Gemara asks if that's really true that we're comparing the Yavam to Bechar. So Ima Bechar Natal Pishnaim Lachar Misuzav, a regular Bechar gets to take double after his father dies. Av Hai Natal Pishnaim Lachar Misuzav. This Yavam should take double after his father dies. So Gemara responds, Me the Yakam Al Shem Aviv Ksiv. Does it say that he's Yakam Al Shem Aviv? Yakam Al Shem Achiv Ksiv. It says he's in place of his brother, Vlael Shem Aviv, and not in place of his father. So we suggest, Ema, why don't we say Hechadaleka Av Delishkal Nachla when the father's not alive? So the Yavam's going to get his brother's Nachla to Sky Mitzvah Yibam. So then there's a Mitzvah Yibam. But Hechad Eka Av, if the father's alive, the Loishakal Nachla, he's not going to get his brother's Nachla like the Sky Mitzvah Yibam. So perhaps there's not going to be a Mitzvah Yibam there. So response is Midi Yibam Nachla Talarachmana. Did the Tyrus say that you only have to do Yibam if there's a Nachla there? Yivumi Miyavmi. He's supposed to do Yibam. Vi Eka Nachla Shakule. And if there's a Nachla, then he gets it. Vi Loishakil. And if there's no Nachla, so he doesn't get it. And Yasra Khanina Kara Kamed Rav Yanai, Rav Chanino, who's an expert in Psukim, he was sitting in front of Rav Yanai, the Yasav Ka'amar, he was sitting and saying, Halacha Kreb Yehuda, Halacha Kreb Yehuda. Amr Lay Rav Yanai told him, and play Kari Kari Yechlebra, go take your Psukim outside, and Halacha Kreb Yehuda. The Halacha's not like Kreb Yehuda. And Tani Tana Kamed Rav Nachman, a Brasa was taught in front of Rav Nachman, and Halacha Kreb Yehuda, the Halacha's not like Kreb Yehuda. So Amr Lay Rav Nachman told the one that taught him this Brasa, Ela Kaman, so who's the Halacha like? Kerabanan, like the Rabbanan. Pshita, it's obvious Halacha's like the Rabbanan. Yachid Ram, Halacha Kerabim. When we have a Yachid and a Rabbim, of course Halacha's like the Rabbim, and the Rabbanan is the Rabbim. So of course we don't pass on the Rabbi Yehuda. What are you telling me? So Amalei, the one that told this brisa to Rav Nachman, told him, Ismaye, should I erase this brisa? So Amalei, Rav Nachman told him, Loi, don't erase the brisa because it must be that at halacha esnayich that you had a brisa that said that the halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda, umukshe Yehuda akshilach, and then it was problematic to you. You were thinking to yourself, Why do I have a brisa that says that the halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda? It doesn't make sense that it's like Rabbi Yehuda. So the you switched it around to say ain halacha like Rabbi Yehuda. Well, my the afchas shaper afchas, and therefore you did a good job by switching it around. So you should keep this brisa that says ain halacha like Rabbi Yehuda. And the Mishnah says, Hachayot Slevimtai, if he did Chalitza to his Yavama, who also Bekrabe Seha, he's not allowed to marry her relatives, Vyasu Bekrabe and she's not allowed to marry his relatives. Memo Bez on the top, and now we mention a number of relatives that he's also to, who also Beima, he's not allowed to marry her mother, Uva Emima, or her mother's mother, Uva Ema Via, Uva Vito, Uva Vito, Uva Vasbina, Uva Chaisa, and to her sister, Bismanchi Kayemes, if she's still alive, meaning if the Chalitza is still alive, he's not allowed to marry her sister. However, Vahachim Utarin, his brothers are allowed to marry all these people, and Vahiasura, she's also Baaviv to his father, Baaviyav his father's father, so he's also to a number of her relatives, and she's also to a number of his relatives. And the mission concludes that a person is allowed to marry the relative of the tsar of his chalutza, but he's not allowed to marry the tsara of the relative of his chalutza, and we're going to discuss that in more detail at the end of today's Gemara. So now the Gemara asks, they pose the following question, Were the Chachamim Geyser the Isser of Shniyas La'arayas, a secondary Arayas, by his chalutza? Were there abundant geyser shniyas of arayas when we're talking about an erva da'iraisa? Such as when a person's married, so he has a number of arayas da'iraisa that he's usher to. So in that scenario, there were geyser shniyas la'arayas. But bechalutza, like geyser abundant shniyas, when we're dealing with a chalutza, a woman whom he was never married to, he only did chalitza to her, they were not geyser shniyas. Adilma, perhaps, Lashna, there's no difference. Perhaps we look at his chalutza as if he was married to her and he divorced her, and there would be an iser of shniyas la'arayas by chalutza as well. So now we're going to try to bring a number of rayas from our Mishnah. Toshma, we said in our Mishnah, who usher be He's usher to marry her mother and the mother of her mother. But it doesn't say that he's usher to marry her great grandmother. And we know that a great grandmother is Shniyas Lairayas. And from the fact that they didn't say that he's usher to marry her in the Mishnah, it must be that a person does not have an Isra of Shniyas Lairayas to his Chalutza. So Gemara says, That's not a Raya. Perhaps the only reason why the Mishnah didn't say that is Mishim to Kabayla Misni Seifa, since we want to say in the Seifa, that the brothers are allowed to marry these. And if we would have said that he's not allowed to marry the great grandmother, Havamina would have said, 
that when the Mishnah says that the brothers are permitted, dafka ima, that's dafka with her great grandmother. But I might say that the brothers are not allowed to marry her grandmother or her mother. And so that's why the Mishnah didn't say that the great grandmother is usher to him. But in truth, it's very possible the great grandmother is usher to him. The Gemara says it's not a reason why not to say in the Mishnah that he's usher to his chalutza's great grandmother. But listening, the Mishnah should have just said, aim aim ima, that he's usher to his chalutza's great grandmother. But listening, and the Mishnah also should have said, that the brothers are allowed to marry all the people mentioned in the Mishnah. The Gemara says, Kashi, you're right, the Mishnah could have said that. From now, the way the Gemara is going to try to attempt a number of proofs showing that Shniyas are usher by a chalutza is that we're going to see that chalutza is usher to a certain person, and seemingly the only reason she's usher to them is through the chalitz, meaning she's usher to them because she got chalitza from the chalitz, from this brother, and that would mean that Shniyas are usher. But then the Gemara is going to disprove it by showing that she was usher to that person anyway because of her deceased husband, nothing to do with chalitza, meaning it's not necessarily a riot that Shniyas are usher by chalitza. So our first of those attempted riots is Tashma. It says in the Mishnah, She's usher to marry his father and his father's father. We see from here that she's usher to marry his father's father. Isn't she usher to marry him through the chalitz? Because she got chalitza, that's why she's usher to marry his father's father. Because now through chalitza, she turns out to be the daughter-in-law of his son. So Gemara says, that's not a raya. She was usher to him anyway because of the deceased one, meaning because of her deceased husband. She was already considered the daughter-in-law of his son through her deceased husband, nothing to do with chalitza, so therefore no raya that Shniyas are usher. Tashma, another attempted raya, we said in the Mishnah, Ben Benai, she's usher to his son's son, Maila Mishum Chaylet. Isn't that because she's usher through the Chaylet? The Havla Eshes Avi Aviv. She's usher to him now because she's his father's father's wife. The Gemara says, Loi Mishum Misna. She's usher because of her deceased husband. She was ready usher before the Chalitza. The Havla Eshes Achi Avi Aviv. And then she was ready usher because she was the grandfather's brother's wife. Ask the Gemara, Ha Amemer Machsha Eshes Achi Avi Aviv. Amemer is Machsha such a woman. So Gemara says, Amemer Muki Lab Bar Bro de Saba. The way Amemer understands the line of the Mishnah of Uben Benai is talking about the grandson of the grandfather, meaning she's usher to the grandson of the Chaylitz's father. As the Gemara, if so, that's the same thing as the Mishnah saying the brother and the son of the brother. So why is the Mishnah being repetitive? So we answer for Amemer, not a problem. The Mishnah teaches us the surim from the brother of the father and the surim from the brother of the mother. She's also to four people and four people Av Achiv uben Achiv midivrei Taira. Those are all isurim midai raisa. Avi Aviv ve'avi imai ben benai ben bitai midivrei seifrim. Those are isurim midar banan. Katani miad. Any rate we learn Avi Aviv that the father of the father is aser. My love mishum chaylet isn't the father of the father aser only through chalitza and that's the only reason why she's aser to the father of the father. Ve'hav lokals benai that would make her the daughter-in-law of the son through chalitza and we see that shniyas her aser. The Gemara says lie mishum misna. She was already aser to that person through her deceased husband. Ve'hav lokals benai because she was already considered the daughter-in-law of his son already then before the chalitza happened. No raya to Shniyas. Tashma, another tempted raya. The Brisa says, Avi Ima, she's usher to the father of his mother. My love, Mishum Chalit, it must be because it's through chalitza. The Havla Kalas Bita, now through chalitza, she becomes the daughter-in-law of his daughter. The Gemara once again says, Loi, that's not a raya, Mishum Misna, she was already usher through her deceased husband, the Havla Kalas Bita, because she was already considered the daughter-in-law of his daughter already then before the chalitza happened. Again, no raya to Shniyas. Tashma, another tempted raya. The Brisa said, Uben Benai, she's usher to the son of his son, my love, Mishum Chaylet, and must be that she's also because of the Chalitza, the Havla Eshes Avi Aviv, because now she turns out to be the wife of the grandfather. The Gemara says, Lie, that's not a Raya, Mishum Misna, she was already Osir because of her deceased husband, the Havla Eshes Achi Avi Aviv, because she was already Osir as the grandfather's brother's wife. Ask the Gemara the same question we asked before, Amemar says that that woman would be Kasher, and that she is not Osir with Isser of Shniyas. The Gemara answers, Amemar Mukim Lam Mishum Chaylet, 
Shabbat, Amemer would say that she's usher to that person only through Chalitza, because Savar Gazer Shniyas by Chalutza, and Amemer holds that the Chachamim were Gazer Shniyas by Chalutza. That's just Amemer, that's not us. So Tashma, another tempted Raya, the Brisa said, Uben Bita, she's usher to the daughter's son. Maila Mishum Chalitz, isn't she usher because of the Chalitza, the Havla Eshes Avi Imai, because now that makes her the mother's father's wife? Tumar says, Loy, that's not why she's usher, Mishum Misna, she was ready usher through her deceased husband, the Havla Eshes Achi Avi Imai, because already then she was the mother's father's brother's wife. The Gemara now says, that can't be. By Shniyas of regular Arias, the mother's father's brother's wife is an Usser. So I love it must be the only reason why she's Usser to marry Ben Bitoi is Mishum Chaylet, because she became Usser through the Chaylet. We see from here that they were Gazer Shniyas by Chalutza. And the Mishnah concluded by saying that Mutter Adam Bekroivas Tsaras Chalutzasai, but Vaasser Betsaras Kroivas Chalutzasai. Let's just speak that out. He's allowed to marry the relative of the Tsara of the Chalutza. Ruvain had two wives, Shimon did Chalitza to one of them. He's allowed to marry a relative, let's say the sister of the other wife. But he's not allowed to marry the tsara of a relative of the chalutza, meaning the sister of the wife that Shimon did chalitza to is married, and that sister also has a tsara. Shimon is not allowed to marry that tsara. And the Gemara says, Amrav Tuhi Bar Kisna Amr Shmuel, Habal Tsar's chalutza, if a person is bile, the tsara of the chalutza, Havlad Mamzer, the child's a Mamzer. My time, why is that? Be Kaima, because she remains with her original Isra of being Ashes Ach. Remember, she was married to the brother, she just didn't get chalitza. The other wife got chalitza, but she's still considered Ashes Ach, and she's usher to marry, and the child would be a Mamzer. Amrav Yosef, Yosef says, We also learned that. So, if you want to say Tzara Avrai, that the Tzara is considered an outsider, the Tzara doesn't need Chalitza at all because she's the Tzara of a Chalitza, that's why the Mishnah could say they were allowed to marry the sister of the Tzara. The Tzara herself is 100% Erva. The Tzara herself doesn't need Chalitza, therefore, the sister of the Tzara would be permitted. But if you want to say Tzara that the Tzara is considered like she herself received Chalitza, Amai Mutter, why would he permitted to marry her sister? It must be from the fact that Shimon is allowed to marry the relative, let's say the sister, of the tsara of his chalutza, it must be that tsara herself is considered like 100% Ashes Ach, and therefore the Vlad would be a Mamzer. Now the Gemara suggests, let's say this is a disproof to Rabbi Yechanan. Damar, he says, Bain hu, bain achin, whether he, the chalutz himself, or his brothers, they're not going to be chayav karis for being with the chalutza or her tsara. But we just said over here that if he's bail the tsara, then the child is going to be a Mamzer, implying he is going to be chayav karis. So I'm Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Yechanan would answer you, but his brachas chalutza dairaisa, do you really think that the sister of the Chalutza is an Isra Dairaisa. Bahamar Ishlakish Ishlakish says, Kanshan Rebbe over here, Rebbe taught, Achaz Gerusha Medevrei Taira. Midairaisa, it's Usr for someone to marry the sister of the woman he divorced. But Achaz Chalutza Medevrei Seifrim. It's only Usr Midrabanan to marry the sister of the Chalutza. And therefore, the Chalutza herself is Usr, but not necessarily the Tsar of the Chalutza. Now the Gemara just asks, Maishna Hayu, Maishna Hai. What's the difference between these two women? Why is it that he's allowed to marry the sister of the Tsara of his Chalutza, but he's not allowed to marry the Tsara of the relative of his Chalutza? And the Gemara answers, Mem Alpha Alpha on top. The relative of the Chalutza, let's say the sister of the Chalutza, she goes with the Chalutza to Bezdin, she comes as moral support, so therefore, that her Tzara is Asr as well. But hi, this one, the relative of the Tzara, she doesn't go with her to Bezdin, because she's the relative of the Tzara of the Chalutza, so why would she come with the Chalutza to Bezdin? She has nothing to do with her. So therefore, the Rabbana weren't Geyser about her, and that's why the relative of the Tzara of the Chalutza is permitted. We're going to stop here for the day. Pick up tomorrow with a fresh Mishnah. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.